You are listening to Mountain Bike Radio. Hello and welcome to Episode 7 of Trailcast on the Mountain Bike Radio Network. If you want to sponsor Trailcast, shoot me an email to trailcast at mountainbikeradio.com. If you want to support Mountain Bike Radio, head over to the website at mountainbikeradio.com, look at becoming a member, or hit the shop. If you don't see anything you like there yet, keep an eye on it. I hear rumors of new products coming soon. Now, on with the show. It's been a minute since I got an episode of Trailcast out, but I promise there's a good reason, and I'm going to tell you all about it. You can call it a peek into the glamorous life of a volunteer trail building addict. As much as hype as I put into trails, I really schedule my life around my family, and right now, that means being at home with my kids after school to help them with homework or fix dinner since my wife works late. Of course, it's summer break right now, so it also means uh, shuttling the kids to wherever they're spending time this week or, or you know, whatever needs to be done. Um, so I head out to work early. Uh, either to my trail building job, which is a part-time job for a city parks and rec department, or to another part-time job where I'm sort of a jack-of-all-trades for a large-scale commercial composting facility. Uh, don't forget the job for the city is only building one trail in the area. There's still others that need attention. As a result, some of the time uh, that I spend on Saturdays and Sundays and evenings, I'm actually uh, working on, on those other trails. But uh, honestly, all of that's low-hanging fruit. If you really want to distract me, show me a piece of land where I can build more trails, especially if that piece of land is in an area completely devoid of natural surface trails. There are two pieces of land close to me that are just that. Prime areas to build trail where there are no other trails. There's at least a 30-minute drive to the closest trail from either one of these two pieces of land. One of these properties is just an empty parcel of land that's owned by a local town. It's marked as a park, but really there's nothing on it. Just some hills, trees, a little gravel parking lot. Two years ago, I submitted a proposal to have volunteer groups uh, come into that park and build trail there. And the city council pretty much turned me down flat. I made two mistakes. My first mistake was thinking that because the Parks and Rec Director was on my side, it would be pretty easy. But I underestimated the dismissiveness of the council as a whole, and that led to my second mistake. I failed to fully sell the trail system and its full impact on the community. It's easy enough to provide all of the financial details and the fact that recreational opportunities attract people that employers find attractive and the fact that Recreational opportunities in communities tend to reduce instances of obesity and the complications that can accompany it. All of these things are good, but sometimes those strokes are simply too broad. So recently, a small group of people started asking what could be changed in the area where this park is. What opportunities could be afforded to the kids in the area, um, soon to be bored by long summer days filled with nothing to do but play video games, which apparently gets old after a couple of months. To, to get these kids happy and active and outdoors. It's a big deal uh, because there are two large neighborhoods within a couple miles of this park, which is on the very outskirts of town, and they're not really well served by any other community amenities. There's a four-lane highway that goes into town from this area, but it's not something you'd want your kids riding bikes on or anything like that. 
So there have been uh, several complaints of people causing disturbances at this park. And the request was put out, could we do something to make this park usable, uh, more valuable to the local community? You know, the glib answer is sure. And unfortunately, like many other municipalities, this little town has, uh, you know, very little money floating around uh, to build activity centers or other complexes on land like this. And the topography isn't really conducive to building ball fields, which it seems to be a very popular and inexpensive thing to do with parkland in this area. So I cautiously mentioned trails again to the, the online forum where this group gathered, and the response was overwhelming. Two local high schools decided it would be a great place for their cross-country teams to practice and maybe even hold meets. Every Boy Scout troop in the region wants to help build, and since some of them occasionally camp in the park, you know, it's even better for them if there are trails there they can they can hike while they're there as well. A group of trail runners that's been driving 40 minutes to get to a park with some trails that they can run on uh, lives only about 15 minutes from this park, and they got on board. Suddenly, it looked like it was up to me to get the ball rolling, so I revised my two-year-old proposal, dialing in the areas I had neglected before and ensuring that I mentioned the benefits for the local kids and for the scouts who would have an opportunity to learn to build trail correctly. I also addressed uh, the, the final part of the puzzle that I had missed previously, which was, although I introduced our local bike club in the proposal, I realized that to the individuals on this small city council, the organization didn't really matter because it isn't local. It's not uh, based in their town. It's in the, like the next town over, so to speak. But since I live in that town, I did matter. So my introduction touched on the club, but it focused on me. I got in touch with the Chamber of Commerce. I pitched the idea to them in conjunction with the Economic Development Council. They agreed to come to the City Council workshop and support uh, support me and, and the other people that were going to be there. So I didn't want to kind of lead a ghost platoon into this. So I, I recruited everyone that I could to, to actually come to the workshop to show support for this this project. And rather than relying on the idea that people from outside the community would make the project worthwhile, to show that there were people inside the community that were going to value this project. So in just under two months, an entire proposal was put together, sans a, a map. Um, action was planned out. People were recruited, put the whole thing together. It turned out that the only real new business to do at, at that meeting was to discuss the trail proposal. So I talked for about six minutes um, introducing who I was and what I wanted to do. And after that, I spent about 20 minutes answering questions ranging from what's our liability going to be to how much is it going to cost and what's the average age of a mountain biker. Council members also wanted to know how trails were shared between users, and how much trail could be put into a park the size of the one in question. In the end, they approved the idea to move into the planning phase, where I'll provide them with the the map proposal and, and examples of workday schedules and things like that. And I want to use this as an example. Uh, it's very possible to be turned down for a trail construction project 
it's it's in fact i think probably people get turned down as often or more often than 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 proposals are accepted especially the first time around but it doesn't mean that you can't stick to your guns and try again it's possible to miss the mark with the proposal no matter how many times you've written one because every group of individuals is going to be different some may need to hear the strengths of the project in reason A, and, you know, other people may be focused on reason B. And then finally, one council member was very concerned that the trail project might interfere with a disc golf course that they've been talking about for two years. Um, they want to put one in in, the, in a, the low, flat section of the park, which is the only area that's open enough for that sort of thing. And I advised him that uh, low, flat areas were not where I wanted trail, and those areas would be left alone. When he smiled and nodded at that, I knew I had him. So that's why time has been sparse between my family, jobs, trail proposals, uh, studio work. Um, And because, oh yeah, I've got a little recording studio too. I've fallen a little behind. I wanted to say sorry for that. I want to let you know why, kind of let you in on what I was doing. Um, And you probably wonder when I have time to ride with all of that going on. I got to tell you, if you join the Mountain Bike Radio Club on Strava, you'll find out. I've managed to get in a few road rides and some trail rides. So you can see those as well as what other members are doing. And uh, there are also some cool contests that go on there. So check that out. Uh, If you've got your own story about trying to get a trail project up and going, shoot me an email or post it up on the Trailcast Facebook page. You can also shoot me an email if you've got a big work day or a big project going on that you want some help with. Um, I can put the word out that you got something going on. And, uh, you know, hey, no guarantees, but every forum helps, right? So if you uh, can find the the uh, Trailcast page on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash trailcastpodcast. And you can also follow along with what I'm up to on Twitter by following at Catharius. That's at C-O-T-H-A-R-Y-U-S and on Instagram using the same name, Catharius. I'd like to thank Ben at Mountain Bike Radio for syndicating this podcast for me. Head over to mountainbikeradio.com and support them. Check out some of the other shows there. And remember, you can get them through Stitcher or download the Mountain Bike Radio app from the iTunes or Google Play Store. You can also just grab the podcast from iTunes, uh, or you can listen now with TuneIn as well. So if you like it, hit the rating section, give it a review, and it'll make Mountain Bike Radio even easier for everyone else to follow. Just a teaser for the next episode, but I'll be tackling the subject of risk management because I've had some questions about it. It's a big part of planning things out, and uh, it seems like it'd be a good thing to cover at this point. So that's it for Episode 7 of Trailcast. Thanks for listening, and remember, you don't need mountains to mountain bike, but you do need trails. <laughs>